一夫所书六章十到十二节，我还有末了的话，你们要靠着主，依赖他的大能大力，做刚强的人，要穿戴神所赐的全副军装，就能抵挡魔鬼的诡计。因我们并不是与血气征战，乃是与那些执政的、掌权的、管辖这幽暗世界的。以及天空属灵气的恶魔征战。Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. Against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is the word of the Lord for us. Thank be to God. Hello, everyone. Happy Father's Day again.、Uh, my name is Brian Fredrickson. I've been attending、uh, Capital about four and a half years.、Um, here with my family,、uh, I work for Procter and Gamble. Um, and speaking on Sundays is just one of the things that I've gotten the privilege to do over the last year. So I do this every few months,、um, and it's a good learning. It's a good learning for me.、Um, I get a lot out of preparation for giving、uh, a message. It makes my Bible study、uh, more thorough, and I always get insights that I don't think I would have gotten another way. So this is、uh, God's gift to me to open up the opportunity to share with you. Um, so,、uh, and like I said, I always learn something when I prepare one of these studies, and、uh, it's no different this time. And that's、uh, the message that I'll give you today. It's from Ephesians,、um, the armor of God.、Uh, it's verses 10 to 20 in Ephesians, and I have heard the armor of God uh, um, written. I, I've I've read the scriptures before, and I've. Um, I even remember I've done a, um, a vacation Bible school, little skits for the armor of God. It's very easy to do because you get the sword and the shield and all of the armor of God.、Um, but this time when I'm preparing, I learned something different. I learned something a little bit new, and that's what I want to share with you.、Um, that'll come during the message I give today. And I hope、uh, you also、um, appreciate when you learn something when you learn something new.、Um, it's biblical. To learn something new,、um, I think there's there's many、uh, there's many scriptures, but some of them that come to my mind are、um, there's one in uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 40. It says, "Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired nor weary, and His understanding no one can fathom."、And、then there's a Proverbs. Uh, there's many in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, but this one I'll share with you. It's Proverbs、uh, chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. So there. So when I learn something new, I guess that's what is supposed to happen. We're supposed to learn something new because we can't understand we can't understand all of the knowledge of God and and His great His great plans.、Um, we're not always going to understand that、um, here on earth, but we can trust that. God does have a plan. So a little bit of that. So today I'm going to share with you
um, some of my learning from Ephesians, uh, the armor of God. And uh, during the study in the whole book of Ephesians, um, how I came to appreciate and know the book a little bit better. Um, so can you go to the next slide? Um, here's some review. Uh, why did Paul write to the Ephesians? He wrote to the Ephesians to expand the horizons of the readers. These were new Christians, um, and he wanted them to understand better the dimensions of God's purpose and then appreciate the higher goals that God has for the church. So I think that's what uh, I get to, I got to experience that myself. I think my horizons were expanded as I've studied this, um, again, preparing for these messages and also in a small group that we're in, we studied the book of Ephesians and I came to appreciate it um, more than I had previously. So that's certainly true for me. Um, so let, let me pray and then I'll uh, get into more of, of what I've learned and what I think is for us in, the, in Ephesians chapter 6. So let's pray. Um, God, I pray that you um, use me today to bring your word to the church, that the Holy Spirit will be present and our hearts and minds will be open to learn new things. You have something to teach us every day, and I pray that your truth will be spoken by me today. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, can you go to the next slide? So here's an outline of Ephesians. Um, God's purpose is shared in chapter 1, and then in chapters 2 and 3, there's steps um, for the fulfillment of God's purpose, which is, um, which is to have a relationship with us and to reconcile us to have a relationship with God. And then in chapters 4, 5, and 6, there's some practical ways to live and fulfill that purpose on earth. Go to the, the next slide. Um, now remember, many of you should, should remember this, because in April we had a series of messages that were all on Ephesians. So there was called to be in Christ was uh, chapter 1. Cam gave that message. And then in chapters 2 and 3, um, John Wolfe covered that, and it was called to salvation. And it's by God's grace we have a relationship with him. And then in uh, called to love one another, unity in the church, I gave that message in April, and that was about... Um, loving each other and um, God's purpose to have us united in a church. In the uh, old church, it was Jews and Gentiles. In the ancient church, it was Jews and Gentiles. Now it's all of us who come together um, in an international church like this, for example, where we're united in Christ, although we have very different, very different backgrounds. And then um, um, called to write relationships was uh, chapter 5. And the first part of chapter 6 were some relationships that Paul had um, specifically for the people of Ephesus, and he gave, some, he gave some examples there. And then the book ends with the chapter 6. The second part of chapter 6 is the armor of God. And so what I want to do today is see how the armor of God ties with the rest of Ephesians. So you can go to the next slide. So how does this, how does this, tied together and fit in with the rest of the book of Ephesians. Um, and I think this is where um, my understanding went, uh, got expanded. It went a little bit deeper, and this is what I'll share with you today of where this fits in. Let's go to the next slide. So how it fits in when we read the verses, we can read it here. It continues on from the verses that you heard you heard earlier, it's for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of the dark world, and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and, if you've, and after you've done everything, to stand. So clearly, the message here is this is about the spiritual realms. So this is a high, this is a high purpose. It's the, the arm, this is what the armor of God is for, is in these spiritual realms, and it's not against flesh and blood. So the insight here is that the first chapter, which is about God's purpose for the universe and why he created the universe, and this last chapter, uh, they fit together. It's all in the heavenly realms. Everything in between is how, we, how God saves us and how we have a relationship with him and then have a relationship with each other here on this church. But it, this is, the armor of God is about the, the, the heavenly realms and the spiritual forces. So I think that's one, of the, that's one of the insights that we have to remember is it ties it all together. Um, in chapter 1, I'll, I'll just mention a few verses there. Um, in verses 3 and 4, in, in chapter 1, it says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. For he chose us in him before creation of the whole world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So that clearly shows the cosmic focus of Paul giving this, giving this message. And then in chapter 2, Verses 1 and 2, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And so that's, that would be the forces of evil. And so it's these forces of evil, that's where, our, that's where we will fail as people. We will fail to guard against those forces and overcome those forces without God's mighty power. And that's clearly what the armor, what the armor of God is for. So the next slide. So the purpose of the armor is to enable us to stand against the evil because we cannot do it in our own power. Because any, that, would be, uh, that would be misguided thinking to think we can do anything um, in our own power to overcome those forces that are keeping us from God because Paul clearly said that from the beginning of the universe to now what we need to stand up against it is we're going against forces that are, that are going against God and on this earth the, the ruler of the air would be the, the, the ruler of the earth. That's Satan's purpose to keep us away from God and, and disrupt that. That's what we need the armor of God Four, that's the purpose, is to allow us to stand up against this. Can you go to the next slide? So what is the armor? So the armor, this is where um, my memories come back, because this is the armor of God with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. The imagery is very, is very clear, and it leads, it's uh, connected to Roman soldiers that was that would have been very well known to the people of Ephesus at the time. So you've got the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the readiness that is the gospel of peace. Next, there's a shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and then in all things pray. So I think all of that together, you can go to the next slide, you can all of that together is the armor. And so when you have all of these, these, these spiritual things, these these, this equipment that God gives us, these tools, um, much like the armor 
protects a soldier, the, these are the main points that God gives us to protect us against these, against these forces of evil. So you've got, you've got, I've got prey in this illustration, I've got prey in the middle is the center. That's what connects us to God and us to hear the voice of God. Um, but around this is all this surrounding. It's remember the, the truth and the, the righteousness and the gospel of peace and the faith and the salvation and the word of God. This is all the armor that surrounds, that surrounds us, that's able to keep us um, standing in the, in the face of these um, of the forces of evil. Um, and this is where, um, here's where my new insight comes. Because I think all of the years past that I've studied this, so it must be more than uh, 20 years as I've, as I've heard of the armor of God, the metaphor, I think Paul uh, maybe went, uh, he, he, it, 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 it spoke to me too deeply. Maybe I'm a visual person. Um, maybe the metaphor really works with me. But every time I heard the armor of God, I, I would think of the armor on a soldier. Um, and I got caught up in that. And I would, I would know all of these, and I'd give some applications in my life. But I couldn't get the, not that it's a, not that it's a bad thing, but I always thought of the armor and the physical part of this and a soldier standing there. And I could relate to that a little bit. I've had some, some experiences where that, uh, that tough that tough battle and wearing armor, um, you know, I could relate to what Paul was saying about how we can't do it on our own. We need that protection. So if you go to the next slide, um, then I thought of, this again relates to how I, how I viewed it before. This is a picture of, I took the picture, so I'm not in this one. Um, this, is, uh, this is a Boy Scout camp out that I went to about a month ago. So this was just as I was studying and preparing, I was, I was studying Ephesians um, because our small group was, and I was preparing for the sermon, and this, is, um, this was in my life at the time. I went on a Boy Scout camp out, and this was a very challenging camp out because we climbed, we hiked in with all of our gear, um, and we climbed up uh, 700 meters, so 2,000 feet. It was about 1,000 feet the first night, camped, and then went to the top, another 1,000 feet, and then camped there. And then on the Sunday morning, we walked down the whole way. And this is us walking down on the Sunday morning after a Saturday afternoon and evening of some rain. Um, clouds had come in. So we were actually above the clouds when we started. And as we walked down, um, we went through the clouds. And it was kind of steep, and the wind was blowing. And so it was a, it was a physical challenge. Look at the next one. Um, so I've got another... Yeah. Uh, so there's the there's the Boy Scouts. There's the Boy Scouts yeah. who we were with, and um, you can hear the wind in the background. And we took a few video clips because it was pretty it was pretty challenging and tough. And I'm really proud of all the boys who uh, made this trip. Um, there were there were boys as young as 11 years old who went on this one, and this was that was that was a great accomplishment for them. Um, and the few dads who were on the trip as well. Uh, we're tested. I mean, this was not easy to do, and we all did it. And the reason I share this with you is this is what I think of. This kind of imagery and the way I thought of the armor of God, in my mind, these were always very similar to each other. It was, I need the armor of God when things are going to be really tough. So the prerequisite for things to be tough in my life, I always imagine that would be first. 
then I would put on the armor of God and defend against it. Does that make, does that make sense? I'm trying to describe that to you. So it would always come with a, with a physical challenge, um, a physical challenge to me that I could accept was coming from the spiritual forces of evil. I mean, that, that's my beliefs, and um, that was easy for me to understand how God created the world, and I'm in the world, and I'm a sinner, and God wants a relationship with me, so he saves us through the, his power, and grace saves me, and now it's my choice to use what he's given me to protect myself in this world, which has forces of evil that are against God's wishes. Um, so in, that's, was, that's, what, that's the image that I had. Um, and, and honestly, I, I have to go back and I'll just make one more, um, uh, one more connection to this story. Um, we were fine, in, like in this trip. I don't necessarily think that the forces of evil were trying to keep us off of the mountain or to, to hurt us on the way down. No, they could have they been, and I don't want to dismiss that that was a possibility of an injury or someone falling. I mean, that would have been pretty stressful um, for, us to, for us to deal with if somebody had gotten hurt or injured and we had to figure out how to get them off the mountain. But we were five dads and uh, 15 boys and they're Boy Scouts, for goodness sake, so they're always prepared, and we would have figured it out, and without much uh, forces of evil and, you know, really tough battle, I'm sure that we would have overcome whatever obstacle um, would have come our way, whether it was strong wind or slippery rocks or whatever it was, we would, we would, we would have made it. So did I really need the armor of God in that situation? I think I needed endurance, um, and I needed to support the boys, and and support the other men, and I might have needed a poncho of protection at some times. But other than that, um, this wasn't really in the face of evil, although in my mind, um, I always had thought these were really similar. So you go to the next slide. So in the book of Ephesians, is the armor of God a new subject? Like Paul goes through the entire book of Ephesians, and then here's the armor of God, makes the metaphor to the Roman soldiers, and says you need this protection, or does the armor of God tie everything together? Well, I think it's the, I think it's the second part. Um, so if you go to the next slide, so this is where I learned something in this, as I've done this study. So I previously had thought, if you go to the, the next one, in the face of evil, so I've, um, forgive my very simple um, illustrations, uh, it was the easiest way I could uh, communicate some pretty complex thoughts in my mind in a way that I hope everybody relates to and gets really, understands really easily. So in the face of evil, so there's my, the gray cloud represents the spiritual forces of darkness that are, that are uh, here on this earth. And there's the face of evil. So I've got this little face and that's my uh, depiction of the devil's schemes. So in the face of evil, and that would be me, um, the armor, yeah, you go to the next one. The armor enables us to stand in the face of this evil. So first there's the evil that's going to be presented to me. And then, okay, the armor of God protects me and enables me to stand, um, much like a soldier. So there's a, another depiction. Like, that's how I thought it would go. That's how I thought the application of the armor of God would be in this kind of scenario. Evil would come whether that, and that could be, and that could be quite traumatic evil, so I don't want to dismiss it. Because there are a lot of spiritual forces that are at work in the world that, that do um, 
that do cause our, our brothers and sisters in Christ to struggle. Um, and God wants to disrupt us meeting together as a church and for our families to be strong. God wants to disrupt that. Um, and it could be in dramatic ways. Um, um, those, things that, those things that God wants, Satan could disrupt those in very dramatic and stressful ways. So that exists, but what I would offer today is maybe it's not the only way. So you go to the, the next slide. So like I said, that might be all true, but I think it's incomplete. And so what do I mean by incomplete? So this is where, this is where I could um, add some more insights of, of how we could apply the armor, how we could apply the armor of God. So if you go to the next, the next slide, I think we need the armor of God in the relationships because it's those relationships that really matter the most to God because that's why he, that was his purpose in, in creating the universe. So those relationships are created to reflect God's love for us and Christ's love for the church, and that's exactly what the forces of evil do not want. Like, it's those relationships that that's where the forces of evil are going to, are going to focus. And so the whole book of Ephesians is about relationships. Remember the, the outline that I had earlier? It was God created the world in the heavenly realms, and he knew that he wanted a relationship with us even before he created the physical earth. And then it's our salvation and our relationship with God through his grace and through Jesus Christ um, dying on the cross for our sins. Then it's the unity in the church as a relationship, um, the examples of the relationships that Paul gives in chapters in chapters. Um, Five and six, remember when John Hill talked about those specific relationships and how we can write those relationships? This is where, this is where the, um, I think the first five and a half chapters of Ephesians come together with the armor of God in the second half of chapter six. And um, in that last part, when I said that's exactly what the forces of evil do not want is those relationships, Remember the words that Paul chose at the beginning of the arm, passage of the armor of God. Remember he said, it's against the devil's schemes. I don't know, maybe one day I'll know more about the translations from, from, Greek, to, from Greek to English, but the choice of the word scheme makes it sound a little bit sneaky. It's not going to be the overt calamity that I was expecting in my previous model about the armor of God where I really would need the, the shield and the protection and the sword. It's a scheme. It's a little bit sneaky. It's probably subtle of how God, of how um, Satan would get in, the, those, get in the way of those relationships that God had. So how do we protect us? How do we protect ourselves against the forces, these forces of evil that are, that are schemes? And this is where I think we have to be a little more intentional about when to choose the armor of God because it's not going to be in that overt face of imminent danger. So you can go to the next you can go to the next slide. So here's how I think this would apply in some of those relationships. So remember the the gray cloud represents forces of evil on earth and this is the relationship that's um, mentioned in chapter 2. Um, this is our relationship with Christ and how God 
sent Christ so that through Christ we can have that relationship with the Father. So if you go through the slides, I've got some illustrations. This is where the forces of evil want to get in and separate and break up that relationship. And so this is exactly where we would need the armor of God to keep that relationship, to keep that relationship whole. And so um, remember some of the ways that we can keep that relationship whole. We could pray. We can remember the, our feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Remember that. Remember the word of God. When we're strong in the word of God, that could be that armor that keeps that relationship strong in the face of the devil's schemes because the devil's going to want to do stuff to distract us. You know, everything from, um, you know, it could be anything from you, know, you going and doing text messages or WeChats when you should be, when your intention was to do your quiet time. There's interruptions that would come. And that's a, that's a really simple example, but a, I think a common one that many of us can relate to. So remember that that's exactly where the devil is trying to come, is to interrupt that relationship. And when that relationship is interrupted, then God's purpose is not being fulfilled. So that's one of the relationships. What would this one represent? Anyway, yeah, husband and wives. So this is another one where, um, again, the, this is where we need the armor of God. Not just in, the, in those, like I said, with the, the mountaintop hike and the, the, physical, the physical forces that, that could act against us, but in, just in ways in our everyday relationships. So if you go through the slides again, um, yep, God would, uh, or I'm sorry, Satan would want to disrupt that which God has created, um, would want to separate so we can have the armor of God to protect that relationship. Um, and this is where I think the, the salvation, um, the helmet of salvation would come into play because the salvation that we get from Christ is how, that's the model, the, the husband-wife relationship is the model for that relationship with Christ and the church to present each other holy and blameless, um, forgiving, all, forgiving all faults, not looking at any of that past, but to keep that together. You know, that's, think of, I just offer that that could be a way to think of applying that helmet of salvation in an everyday relationship that's very important. Just remembering that presenting each other faultless, just as Christ presents us faultless and gives us our salvation, we can apply that every day by using that piece of the armor. Um, the next one, um, parents, children. So this is another one that Satan on earth, Satan would want to disrupt this relationship because this relationship is something God created for us to have and to nurture so that we would understand God's love better. And Satan would want to disrupt this relationship. So having the armor to protect this one is also important. And this, um, the piece of armor that I thought of for, for this one would be the truth, um, the righteousness, the truth, and the verses that say, um, parents, bring your children up in the way of the Lord so that they would, know, they, they would know God's love for them. That's our job as parents. And so that's the, that's the gospel of peace. That's the righteous, that's the breastplate of righteousness. That's the, the feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Bringing that message to our children, that 
that truth to our children and showing them that is a way that we keep that relationship strong and keep the devil's schemes out of getting in the way and, and whispering our children um, the lies that, that they would hear in their hearts or that they would get distracted from. That's exactly what the, the devil would want to do to disrupt that, to disrupt that relationship. So you can go to the next. I have uh, one more example. Um, this would represent the church. And the, unity of, and the unity of the church is something that Satan would not want to have, to have together. This unity that we have in the church is how God, how God shows his love for us on earth and how we could reflect that, that united relationship we have is part of God's purpose in the, in the heavenly realms. And having, each of us having the armor of God on us allows us to stand together, much like the, this would be how the Roman army would stand together. Um, each one having that equipped and all together, when each one has that, together that, that strength um, would protect against, would protect against the, the devil's schemes. Um, so this is us encouraging one another, encouraging one another with truth, encouraging one another with the word of God praying for one another, keeps that unity together and doesn't allow the devil's schemes to disrupt what God has created. So there's my, uh, there's my learning, my insight on how this armor of God is more, how the armor of God relates to all of the previous chapters in the book of Ephesians. And it's not just a standalone, the armor of God in the face of a spiritual, a, a spiritual or physical calamity that we have or a spiritual, an overt spiritual battle. It's not only that. So other ways we could apply this in our lives today. You can go on to the next slide. So what does this application look like? I think it's um, the armor is for every day and it's not, only for the, it's not only for the defense. It's a way that we could... Um, build relationships because remember in my previous mental image that I shared it was for you put on the armor of God when the big battle was very apparent and present then you would put on the big armor of God um, and that's where I thought of um, in a defensive mode that would be true but that's not what the armor of God um, that's that's limiting and I think we could expand that and apply it to build relationships more on an in a, on an offensive, proactive, proactive way. So we could put on the armor of God and actually go out and strengthen relationships and we don't have to be seeing that um, clear and imminent danger or that clear spiritual warfare that's going on. It's, that armor of God certainly protects against that, but not only it protects against that, but it also, we could put on the armor of God to go build relationships. So that's what I'd like to um, to um, leave with you and invite you to think of how you can use the armor of God this week to proactively build up a relationship by using one of those, one of those parts. Um, remember the, the visual I had with all of the, the prey in the center and all of the, the other seven aspects of the armor of God around it? Just go choose one of those. Go back and reflect the verses and choose one of those pieces of armor that you could use that would build up one of those relationships that you have. Thanks, Josh, for bringing that back. Um, that's what 
That's what I would, I would invite you to do this week because there is something in there that I think you could, you could bring and build up one of those really important, really important relationships. So um, you can go to the, the next one. So I'll uh, conclude with this. So this is the, the, main, the main thought, and it's my, my learning, and I hope you um, followed what I was saying and you would uh, use the armor of God to protect those relationships. The armor of God is not a standalone. I would invite you to also think of it like this. It's not this standalone piece in Ephesians that is just there to relate to the big cosmic battles and spiritual warfare that goes on, but rather it's closely connected to all of those relationships with Christ, husbands, wives, unity in the church, parents, children, um, slaves, masters, our, our, our other people, co-workers that we deal with every day. It's like that's where the armor of God could be used, and that's what I would invite you to this week is use it in that way in one of these, one of these relationships. So I'll close now. So join me in praying. Father God, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the gift of salvation through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word that's written and spoken um, in this letter of Paul to the Ephesians. And I pray that you would um, bless us and bless our relationships. Um, God, you know that our relationships are the most important things. And all of the logistical or financial or troubles that we have in the world, those are the, the devil's schemes to distract us. And we pray that those distractions would not get in the way of the the things that really matter, which is those relationships, and those relationships that you've created so that we understand your love for us better. Please keep those forces of evil away and fill this place and our lives with your Holy Spirit so we can strengthen those relationships and understand how much you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.